0: We have the power. We stand in our power with our breath. We center with our mind and our body. And we can overcome just about anything with that. We may be young,
1: but we've got a lot to say.
2: We have ideas,
3: opinions, hopes, dreams. We see our world,
2: everything that's good about it. And we see what needs to change. Change, change, change. change. So we're stepping up. Learning to lead, speaking up, speaking out, and making our voices heard,
4: because we are the leaders of tomorrow,
2: and we
3: want you to hear us
2: today.
4: Welcome to the Finding Our Voice podcast,
2: episode five, self-care.
0: Welcome back to Finding Our Voice podcast. This is Shiloh again, and I am sitting here with Naomi
3: and Anna. Hola, this is Naomi. We are feeling really calm today and peaceful as you dive into talking about... I'm just kidding. I don't think I could talk like that the entire episode. But today we're talking about a topic that doesn't get much attention for kids and teens, but really should. Today is all about self-care. What do you guys think about when you hear the phrase
0: self-care? I don't know. I think the first thing that pops in my head is probably like
3: face masks, spas, and journaling, stuff like that. I love that. For me, self-care is sitting down in my bed with some blankets, my piano music in the background, and reading a book. In today's episode, we learned some things about self-care that might surprise you. Shiloh got to sit down with Andy Proctor, who is an expert in human connection and the science of loneliness.
0: Hi, Andy. Thank you for talking to us today. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself?
5: Sure. Yeah. So my name is Andy Proctor and I am a PhD student and I'm studying psychology, specifically um, human connection and why friendship is so important.
0: So that's really interesting. Um, How do you think that positive psychology connects to self-care?
5: I think something that might kind of help us to... To connect to ourselves, it's kind of surprising because it's actually focusing on other people. um, But it really helps you at the same time. So there's this ancient practice called loving kindness meditation. And, And Buddhists actually, you know, Buddhism kind of was the start of it. But then modern scientists have studied it quite a bit. And they've even like hooked people's brains up to machines to like see what's going on in there, you know? And they studied people's brains and bodies who engage in this practice of loving kindness meditation. So um, I can see you like, you know, looking at like, what is loving kindness meditation? (laughs) Like, what, what even is that? Basically what it is, is you just imagine right now, like imagine somebody who you love and then... Make this as almost as if it's like a movie playing out in your mind and imagine for this person, like, what would it be like if they were happy? And then add to that, say like, like wish for this person, like, may you be happy. And then next, may you be healthy. And what does it look like for this person to be healthy? And then may you be safe. Same thing, right? Imagine, what would it look like for this person to be safe? And then, may you live with ease. Imagine, once again, what does it look like for this person to live with ease? So it's a really simple exercise, right? And you're just like wishing really good things for this person you love. Mm. But let me ask you, like, as you were doing this, like, what did you feel?
0: I just felt calm. Mm. I just think...
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you have someone you care about, you want them (laughs) to be able to live their best life. And when they get to, then you're not stressing about or worrying about them. And then that helps you feel peaceful and it puts you in a better place because you know they're safe.
5: Yeah. Yeah, you can like see this person like happy safe healthy like living a life of ease right it's beautiful and it, but the cool thing is that even though you're you know you're you're hoping those things for somebody else right it's, it doesn't seem selfish at all it's really like taking care of you too cuz you like you said you felt this calm and it's really interesting because these scientists have found that people who engage in this practice for just 10 minutes every day for 8 weeks in a row Their brains change. Their heart health is like really good. Um, There's all these improvements in the body that don't just last like that day, but they could last for like 90 days to like two years. So it's really interesting because our mind is very connected to our body, right? Like our brain and our body are just inseparable. And so, you know, the thoughts that we have have an impact on our health, just like our health even has an impact on our thoughts, you know? Let me ask you, Shyla. what are things that maybe, maybe stress you out a little bit, right? Like what are some thoughts that go through your mind that you're just like, oh man, that, like that kind of does the opposite?
0: I think for me, um, a big stressor is I'm a perfectionist. And so I'm always worried about like every single little detail yeah. and yeah. also what other people think.
5: Yeah, that's, that's very honest. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> and I would say like, you're not alone. There's other people just like you. I probably am worrying more about like what I'm wearing. And like, I, I wonder what people think about like this blue shirt that I have on today or whatever, you know, or like, than you are, right? Like, and, and you're probably wearing like, oh, I wonder if I should have worn this thing. You know, so it's like, we're all worrying about ourselves. What other people think of, of us. Anyway, so I, I think um, that's a really interesting thing.
0: So it sounds like everyone has, well, I know everyone has different ways that help them that might not work for somebody else. Do you think there's a difference in that between adults and kids?
5: Yeah, good question. So one thing I really love is to just, it's really simple, but just pay attention to your breathing. And, um, just being aware and you know, almost like doing this body scan of like, okay, let's see here. Cause I, I mean, how often do you ever think about like your ear, for example, right? Or like your like left shoulder or like, you know what I mean? Like your knee, like, and just like being aware of like your body and, you know, but without judgment, like noticing like, oh, right now I feel stressed or like right now I, I feel like everybody's looking at me or like right now I feel like, oh no, what if I don't, you know, hit that note perfectly? Or like, you know, um, you, you have these thoughts and instead of like trying to solve those thoughts, you just observe them without judgment. No judgment at all. Just like look at them as if there were clouds floating through the sky. Like clouds are just neutral, right? They're just there. So that's one strategy that's that's really pretty powerful um, and really simple. You know, um, it's just pausing, noticing. Right now, I feel this. Right now, this thought just came up. That's interesting, you know. So just noticing without judgment. Uh, another thing that I think is kind of funny to talk about is, do you know that zebras never get ulcers? Right. Like so. And, and I don't know if 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 you've ever had an ulcer, but it's kind of like this really difficult pain in your stomach because there's so much acid. And usually it's related to stress, right? Really high stress. And zebras, I mean, I don't know what animal is more stressed out than a zebra, right? Like it's <laughs> like constantly running away from lions and tigers or whatever, right? In the savanna. Um, and we don't really run away from lions and tigers, thank goodness. Um, but, but zebras, one thing that they do, they, they don't ever actually get ulcers because after they've you know, ran and like, they survived that day, they actually like shake it off. Like they they'll like, you can actually watch Like they do this little shivery thing, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever been to the zoo and like seen them to kind of do the little jiggle, you know, <laughs> but like, but they do that um, because it's actually helping to like decrease this like level of this kind of hormone in your body that's called cortisol. Like when we feel stressed, like our body is just like pumping our whole body full of it, but shaking that off, um, uh, having a good laugh, you know, um, can help with that. Even crying can actually help to like, you know, process that cortisol. Um, stretching is an interesting one, but like when you stretch, it actually helps to like boost your body's, um, endorphin levels and kind of counteract that cortisol. So those are a couple of little things that you can do that are kind of simple. Um, but you know, like dance it off, shake it off, you know, kind of like, uh, who is it? Taylor Swift that says that. (laughs) So
1: do
0: you think that if you learn how to identify and deal with your emotions when you're a kid, do you think you'll still be able to carry that ability on into your adult life?
5: It's a really good question. and. The short answer is yes. And there's some really interesting research on what's called growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And when you are able to kind of observe your own reactions, observe your own thoughts, right? When we have that this perfectionism of like everything's got to be perfect, everything, you know, needs to be like really well-rounded or like, you know, polished and everything. Like, so, so that's what would maybe be called like more of a fixed mindset of like, if I don't do this perfectly, I will fail. And if I fail, fill in the blank, right? Like what's going to happen? Something bad, right? Like, um, but a growth mindset is like, failure is about learning. Like if you fail, you've learned. Like how many times did, uh, I don't know, this is a like, really common example, but like Thomas Edison and light bulb, right? Like, how many failed light bulbs did he have before he had the one that like actually worked like a lot, right? Like it was like what, a thousand or something. I can't even remember. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so as, as a kid, the more you can learn like this growth mindset, uh, the more you can learn how to pay attention to the fact that you have emotions and that that's okay, the better you will be as an adult at doing that.
0: So thank you so much for um, letting me interview you for our podcast. Before we wrap this up, I was wondering if you have a last piece of advice.
5: Thank you for having me on the podcast. This is so fun. I think of when I was maybe around your guys' age, something that I thought about so much was my friends and like, what do other people? Like, how do I connect and how do I relate to other people? Where do I belong? You know, um, who accepts me? And that was probably constantly on my mind. And so for kids, I think I think this notion of friendship and connection, social connection is such a big deal. And so maybe what I would share is a really easy kind of simple strategy that I think has really helped me as an adult. And maybe it would help, help kids too do you have any pictures of you with like friends or family on your phone something that I've loved doing is actually printing those pictures off you know hang them on your wall or like put them next to your you know your bed or whatever so you see them every day and you remember hey like I have friends people who like really care about me and and maybe even like text them and reach out to them, you know, um, when, you, when you see them on your wall, like, hey, I was just thinking about you. That was so fun when we did that thing. And, and even if you don't reach out to them, just keeping that thought in your mind of a time when you did connect, even that, just like we were talking about at the first, just imagining ourselves, you know, helping other people or imagining somebody else's life being great that we care about actually helps us. So imagining ourselves being connected to these friends that we hang on the wall, it can really help you it's time for random facts the part of our episode where we share random stuff about this week's topic
4: this is brody and i'm going to share with you some random facts about self-care one practicing self-care has been clinically proven to reduce anxiety depression frustration and stress improve concentration increase happiness and improves energy two one minute of anger weakens your immune system for four to five hours while one minute of laughter boosts your immune system for 24 hours. Three, there are a lot of different types of self-care, including emotional, physical, psychological, spiritual, and social. Four, listening to music you love makes you happier. Five, a study done by Rutgers University showed that floral scents increase happiness. 6. Acts of kindness produce endorphins, which are the brain's natural painkillers. 7. Some people like to get fish pedicures where red gara fish eat the dead skin off their feet. 8. Some people like to decorate or rearrange their room or house as a way of self-care when they need to change things up a bit. 9. Boxing is another way that you can relieve stress. Just make sure that you use an actual punching bag and not another person. Ten. Helping others is a great way to practice self-care. Writing a letter to or helping your friend with yard work will help all your friends feel loved and make you happier as well.
3: That interview with Shiloh and Andy was super cool. It helped me realize that being kind to all of those around me really does affect how I feel mentally and emotionally, which is really what self-care is all about. Self-care is becoming increasingly important for kids and
2: teens as the world is moving at a faster and faster pace. Their activities, grades, friends, and the future constantly weighing on you. We gathered together as a crew to talk about self-care.
3: For our hands-on experience for this episode, we did some yoga, which was pretty fun and pretty cool. Um, what did you guys feel after that experience?
2: I felt good, it was like a good stress reliever. It was-
3: so, I'm not a yoga person, um, at first it felt kind of weird, but then towards the end it started to feel more relaxing. <clears throat>
4: yeah, I felt super zen and chill, and thought, oh, not very much actually, I didn't think like at all.
3: The lady talked a lot about clearing your mind. How does clearing our mind help us take care of ourselves?
2: So uh, clearing your mind will be helpful when you're like you're doing tasks so you could like focus on one stuff so that you're not thinking of something else while you're doing one task because then I've done that before. It did not go so well. I feel like when you clear your mind, it's good for you because all those really stressful thoughts go away and you kind of just zone in on yourself and you feel really good. I feel like when um, you clear your mind, you feel more relaxed and kind of like more chill and laid back.
3: Why is it important to take care of ourselves?
2: Because if we don't take care of ourselves, then bad things start to happen.
5: If you don't take care of yourself, no one else will. Self-care is important to me because
4: I like taking care of people. And if I don't take care of myself, then how am I going to take care of other people? We did some yoga and some meditation, but what are other
3: ways that you guys take care of yourselves? I love
2: just sometimes to plop down and read a book. I love reading. It's one of my favorite
3: things. One thing I do to take care of myself is to limit my time on media. I'm going to second what Nat said about reading. I personally also like to read a book. Reading a book kind of takes me to another world and helps me kind of distract myself from what's happening and lets me focus on somebody else that isn't me.
2: One other thing for me, other than reading and other entertainment purposes, um, I love, love listening to music so much. It's such a stress
3: reliever. In our interview, Andy talked about how sometimes the best way to kind of release stress over other people is to hang pictures of them in your room. So one of the ways of taking care of ourselves is being reminded of our social network. So how do the people around us also help us take care of ourselves?
5: I, for one, just live off of people. Like, just social interaction is kind of like a thing for me, which is also kind of weird, though, because I'm very ex- um, introverted, actually. But the reason why I like take care of myself and do sports and stuff and do school as much as I can is because I know that later I'll have more time to hang with my friends. And just like knowing that I have friends that can like, I can be funny with and silly with keeps me going because then it's like an incentive to finish what I'm doing all the time.
4: Yeah, that's one of the reasons I love One Voice so much because it's just, um, it feels great to feel a part of something.
2: You know, a lot of people have been saying and like talking about their friends and how that other people keep them going. I really think an important part of self-care is reaching out to people because Maybe you can't take care of yourself, all by yourself. Versus! The part of our episode where we have two things compete against each other, head Head to head. head. Cash? Yeah, I'm not mentally or physically healthy. Well, that school food ain't helping. But lucky day for you, because today's Versus is mental care versus physical care. The results were pretty awesome. 100% of our answers went to mental care. Good choice, people. Why do you think mental care was a top choice, Annalise? Well, I think mental care is a pretty good choice because if you have good mental health, you'll feel awesome like Emmett from the Lego movie. Then you will have better motivation to do things like take care of your physical self. Personally, in my experience, I'm kind of like Kevin from The Office. I personally do nothing for my physical or mental health. But in the future, I would want to get bigger biceps for my physical health. And I would want to be happy instead of crying all night in my pillow. For me, when I'm having a a bad day, I vent to my little brother about what happened and he hugs me. That's sweet. Moving on. Did you know from mentalhealth.org.uk, mental health and physical health is actually connected. Oh wow, that means both sides are important. One side isn't more important than the other side. Well, my sanity is slowly decreasing by the minute. Time to do some aerobic exercise. Ah, fine.
1: Hey guys, it's Anna. Today's core value we are highlighting is kind. We define kindness as being loving and compassionate to ourselves and others. Inside my house, there's a prominently displayed sign that says, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. It's a great reminder as I head out the door each morning. This thought is especially important because it should be essential to all we do. Kindness starts in our minds and extends outward into outward expressions. So even if acts of kindness are only in our thoughts, that's a great place to start. As I began to dive into the studying for this value, I realized that being kind is always a win-win situation. When I take time to understand others, it provides validation for that person, but it's also showing kindness to myself by learning compassion and sympathy. Then I can approach others with kind words and encouragement. Showing kindness helps others and it helps ourselves, mentally and physically. There's a reason why phrases like random acts of kindness and paying it forward have gained popularity in recent years. Patty O'Grady, an expert in neuroscience, emotional learning, and positive psychology, specializes in education. She reports that kindness changes the brain. Children and adolescents do not learn kindness by only thinking about it and talking about it. Kindness is best learned by feeling it so that we can reproduce it. The good feelings that we experience when being kind are produced by endorphins. They act in areas of the brain that are associated with pleasure, social connection, and trust. These feelings of joyfulness are proven to be contagious, encouraging more kind behavior by the giver and recipient. Acts of kindness help us form connections with others, which are reported to be a strong factor in increasing happiness. Studies have shown that acts of kindness improve self-esteem, increase peer acceptance, and even improve health. Expressing kindness to yourself is as important as it is to expressing it to someone else. That means using positive self-talk and taking care of our bodies and souls. This could be taking time to meditate. I believe self-care is vital because my body and my mind are my most valuable possessions. They're the instruments I'm able to use for everything I do and they need to last a lifetime. This world is full of endless opportunities to choose kindness. We really can be almost anything we want to be, but imagine how happy and fulfilled we would be if in that sea of possibilities, we each sought out the kind response, the generous benefit of the doubt, the smile instead of the grimace, not just for others, but for ourselves. So for each of you, I wish that you may be happy, healthy, safe, and live with ease. Pass it on by spreading kindness to others.
2: Well, that is it for today. We're so glad you guys tuned in.
0: I loved being able to sit down with Andy. It felt more like a conversation than an interview. One of the things that I loved that Andy talked about was service or even just thinking about serving others can make you happier and improve your own mood self-care looks differently to different people. Some may re-energize by being around people and others may like to sit quietly alone. Others may need sleep while some take care of themselves with intense exercise. So I guess maybe it does go beyond just face masks and lotion.
3: But I still like sitting in my bed with my blankets and pillows and my book. But I've come to realize that self-care isn't just about me. Self-care really starts with self-awareness. It takes time to look inward and consider what it is that you need and also what you can do for others. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get updates
2: for future episodes.
3: See you later. See ya.
2: Bye. Adios. See you
5: next time. Finding Our Voice is a production of One Voice Children. Learn more at onevoicechildren.org.